Today's episode of the Courageous Leaders podcast is slightly different as I'm running it. My first solo podcast and we decided to do this to kind of really wrap up 2023 and bring to you some of the key highlights of what we covered from our incredible guests that came on the show. We're also doing it as we are shaking up the podcast next year. We've had some requests to hear more of my stories and insights. I promise this is not an ego boost, but trying to get that balance of the podcast in terms of hearing inspiring stories for courageous leaders, and then also hearing some of the coaching tips, educational and practical things people can do with the information they're hearing. So we're going to be going to 10 episodes a series now. So we get a nice blend of some incredible guests and you'll also be hearing from me. So this is my warm up doing my first solo episode. So I'm going to go for it. I hope you enjoy it. And the main thing is to hope you leave here feeling inspired because that is why we set up the podcast in the first place. To realize you're not on your own, to normalize and humanize leadership and to make it so it's not lonely at the top, that you realize that the thoughts or worries or doubts that you may have, others have them too. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Courageous Leaders podcast. A big theme that came out of the whole year was vulnerability. I've never seen leaders show up more vulnerable than they have this year of really being honest and open and true to who they are and being okay to share things that I know in the past would have been kept quiet. The pride or ego just wouldn't have allowed it to come through. And I'm going to start with the incredible Virginie Foucault. Virginie came on incredibly courageous and shared how she felt she'd worn a mask for 20 years, that this mask protected her, that she was being the leader she thought she should be versus being allowed to kind of give herself permission to be her true self. And I can resonate with this so much. In my leadership, I spent so many years trying to fit in, being what I thought everybody else wanted me to be, and kind of lost sight and didn't actually probably know really who I was and how I wanted to be as a leader. I was just trying to fit. And sometimes I think just to blend, just to get by, keep my head down, be successful, but I didn't necessarily want to stand out. So I was happy to accommodate and definitely I think fell into people pleasing, adding value, but not standing up for who I was and maybe not really knowing exactly what my points of view were. So Virginie coming on and sharing that she too also had this mask and when she could free this mask and actually lead as herself, being comfortable to share when she didn't know something, be comfortable to share any mistakes and failings she's had, that everything changed for her and her whole success just went to another level. Now, why this happens, why some of us feel that we have this mask, it's for many reasons. One is we have something called our three selves. We have our core self, the pure, curious person we were born as. And then what happens as the environment we're surrounding in, maybe parents, no blame, but maybe have parents and things you heard or in school if you got bullied. For me, it was I did get a bit of bullying at school. It was also my report was also could be doing better, not quite good enough. My brother is incredibly smart. So I was always the one with common sense. I didn't think I was smart enough. So all these things happen and we build up our second self, which is this layer of crap. And this crap covers up our core. All the crap and the worry and the comparing ourselves to other people kind of just sticks to our core and we start to lose sight of who we are. Now, we don't want to go out into the world showing all this crap that we think about ourselves or believe about ourselves. 
So what we do our third self is we establish this layer of a cover up. So we covering up our crap, the crap's covering up our core. And then we start to live this life, which is then these masks that we wear on how we believe the external world wants to see us versus being able to attach to the core of who we are inside and live strong to our internal world. And it's a bit of a process to just go through, how can we get back to our core? I have this kind of visual representation in my mind of like Miley Cyrus on the wrecking ball, just coming through and smashing the other layers to get to the core. But what it is, it's about kind of really getting back to looking at your beliefs, knowing what you value, what your standards are, looking at your mindset and taking that moment to get to know you. One of the things I had to do was make self-care one of my number one values. So to actually start caring about me and what I needed to be able to show up and let the mask go. So I was incredibly grateful for Ginny to share that. And I highly recommend you listen to the full episode because for me, that was one of the most incredibly vulnerable moments. The next one is we had the incredible Jamie Elliott, the CEO of The Gate, who again courageously shared that his first CEO job he failed at. Now, that's not something a lot of people are happily open to admit. We tend to, as humans, always want to look like we get things right and we do well. And so to hear Jamie come on a podcast, knowing lots of people are going to listen to it, say, yeah, I did fail. But how wonderful actually through that experience has made him such a brilliant CEO today. And the gate is flying. They're doing incredibly well. And maybe if he hadn't have gone through that experience, would he now be the person he is as a CEO? And it's the same for me. It took me a lot of courage to start to say when I'd gone to Melbourne to work in Clemenger that it didn't work out. And looking at taking what personal responsibility I need to look at for that. But if that experience hadn't happened, I tell you now, I wouldn't be running this business. It wouldn't have happened. It's because of that, that it gave me the courage and the confidence to do what I'm doing now. So I'm very grateful, Jamie, being open. And even like we had Nicole Yershon, the founder and CEO of the NY Collective, bravely saying that she was let go for Ogilvy and then wanting to actually put a nice package around it as if, you know, it wasn't being let go. But she was like, no, we need to speak the truth. We need to say what really happened. And I think the more we do that as leaders, that we can speak the truth, we can normalize things and just say, look, things don't work out. They just don't. But we can go out there and say it. So I was recently with a company who are not talking enough about, you know, when they don't win pitches and when things don't go well, they're only talking about the wins. And we're missing so much learning from when the things that don't go as well, because that's where the growth is. And innately as human beings, we need growth. And we're not going to get that if we only celebrate wins, because we're just going to say the same and do the same things to get the wins. We are not going to grow and move forward. On a slightly different note in terms of vulnerability, because vulnerability is a broad subject, Peter Moody came on, who is a phenomenal man who shared his story about how he burnt out. He was on the train, the doors opened, and he literally just passed out onto the platform. Incredibly frightening experience. Not knowing, was he dying? What was happening? But it was a very, very severe panic attack. And he then went on to have another one while he was traveling. And it was the biggest wake-up call for him to realize that something in his life needs to change. And to go into that vulnerability to say, I need help. He had this strong belief that I can keep going. I can do this. I can handle all these pitches. I'm Pete, Peter Moody. I can do this. I can do that. I can juggle everything. And it caught up on him. 
And then the vulnerability to come on this podcast and really share the story and also to say that he's seeking help, getting therapy and looking at how he's changed his life and now using his story to help others not have the same. And the thing that's a worry for me is that this is becoming a bit of a common pattern that leaders are burning out and then they put these great non-negotiables in and they're looking after themselves really well from that. But it's very sad that we're needing to get to that burnout stage before we do something to help ourselves. You know, I'm guilty of that too. I can work incredibly hard and just sit at my desk, keep going, keep going. And it was actually starting to damage relationships. And I think without even realizing, probably damage performance because you can only keep going for so long. And then it was like, right, something needs to change. So we do more as human beings to move away from pain than we do to move towards pleasure. But actually, how can we do preventative message? How do we actually put things in now so you don't burn out? And how do you look at your team to make sure things are being put into place for them so they don't burn out? And then you have to work out how to look after them afterwards. How do we look after people before knowing the pressures of the industry? They're there. What can we put in to start? So that kind of, again, hugely stirred out that vulnerability of sharing. I need help and I can't do everything on my own. Then huge respect, Jessica Tamsage, CEO of Dentsu Creative. She came on and there was so much respect for Jessica and what she's achieved. And we started to talk about women in leadership and she didn't know, and I didn't know what questions I was going to ask. I very much read the room and kind of what's coming up. And Jessica went there with me where we had slightly different views on women in leadership, but we were both being open and listening to each other to try and understand each other's point of view. But it can be a very vulnerable conversation and to be put on the spot like that to form your point of view, especially when I think I came back with something that was different and to stand in that and be, you know, both of us were a bit like, well, we don't know. Well, maybe it's this. Well, what about that? Have you thought of this? And to vulnerably go into a conversation knowing other people are going to hear it when it's not been rehearsed or we didn't know where we were going with it was incredibly, incredibly brave. And also neither of us had a perfect answer. It was just the ability to get curious about how somebody else sees it. So being able to put yourself there, find your voice and being okay to not necessarily know what the right or wrong is. It was a really, really beautiful moment and really grateful that she stayed with me in that and just to demonstrate being vulnerable in the moment. A more recent one we had was Joe Staples, CCO and partner of Mother Industries. Brilliant guy, full of energy and very vulnerably shared how he lives with his ADHD, how that's helped him, how he sees the world very, very differently. A big learning he had though was for years, he was trying to be the perfect leader looking like you've got it all together. Nothing's phased him. He's okay. What he realized is that then his team weren't coming to approach him. He couldn't understand why people weren't sharing how they were feeling. A couple of people said, yeah, but you have it all together. And he suddenly realized that this projection of I'm okay, I've got it all together was actually creating quite a distance and connection with him and his team. So when he actually started to share, no, I actually really worry about this or this doesn't come naturally to me. This is my superpower. But no, this I actually find quite challenging. The bridge and the gap between him and his team started to close very, very quickly. When he became vulnerable and started to show his true self and what's going on in his mind, the team felt they could share how they were feeling. 
And it was that simple change transformed how he could lead. This vulnerability has become incredibly powerful in leadership. And we also made it a huge topic in our Courageous Leaders event back in May. And I invited the incredible Laurie Meakin, founder and CEO of The Others and Me. She came and did 20 minutes at the event to really get leaders to tap into their vulnerability. When I interviewed Laurie on my podcast, I actually had goosebumps listening to her and her story. And I'm not going to share her story now because I highly recommend you go and listen to it. That for me is pure courage, being able to share what happened to Laurie and be okay for people to know and share that and use that to help others be able to share their story. I say I was I had goosebumps. It was one of the most emotional podcasts I've done and the courage that I saw. So Laurie came to the event. She shared her story at the event again, which was an incredibly moving, very moving moment. There's there a lot of emotion. And she did an exercise with the room to get them to share with the person next to them who they'd not met before, something about them that felt a bit vulnerable. And the energy in this whole room changed instantly. The connectivity we saw and that we had quite a trusting room already in a safe space, but the trust went higher and higher. You then saw people putting their hands up more, asking more questions. The networking section that happened after that was louder, more talking, people talking to people they hadn't met before. Because suddenly everyone was like, oh, I can share something about me. And it was okay. I didn't get judged. I didn't get put down. This person was with me and wanted to help and support me. And the other thing is they felt listened to. Having someone truly listening to something about you is incredibly moving as well. So Laurie coming to the event and doing that and actually feeling the power of vulnerability and using it as a strength and sharing her story on the podcast. Again, I highly recommend you go and listen to it. And also look into the work she's doing with the others and me and her book is phenomenal. So this theme of finding strength in vulnerability came through incredibly strong in terms of being a courageous leader. And when I work with the teams, when you see people willing to share something about themselves, that is the first place you can go to to build trust with someone. There are boundaries with vulnerability. It's not about airing your dirty laundry to everybody. There isn't an appropriate of what you're going to share and who you're sharing it to. But there's a level of vulnerability in leadership as well is when someone in your team is struggling to give them a call and check they're okay. If they've lost someone in their family, call them and ask how they are. Don't worry about getting the words right. Don't worry about saying the wrong thing. Just show that you're there. Be present to support them. If you don't know something, it's okay to say you don't know. That immediately relaxes your team to be like, oh, okay, well, I don't know this either, but I can go and find out. To share your stories with your team of your failures and the learnings you've got from that to kind of install that growth mindset rather than showing that you've got it all together. It's going to encourage them to innovate, to learn, to get curious because they know you've been on that same journey as well. And you're going to understand and be able to empathize where they're at. So vulnerability is the key to courage. It's the key to unlocking human potential, connection, and trust. And that's the foundation to really, really build a high-performing, courageous team. And for me personally, it's changed everything. I'm so comfortable now in who I am. I'm so comfortable in what I do and I don't know. It means I can show up 
even on something like this, if I make a mistake, it, it's okay because it's just me. It's just normal and I can be vulnerable to say, well, gosh, I didn't know that. didn't realize I was going to say that. It's okay. It gives you a sense of calm and relax and freedom to be who you are and not feel you need to put a mask on. So I really hope some of those insights and reminders of what our amazing guests have shared, and there's so many more, but just in the time that we've got, I can't share them all, but I really wanted to bring that to the table. And I look forward to sharing more with you next year in the episodes that I've got. First one I'm going to be starting with is making sure you're putting the right part of you in running your business. And I'm going to really unpack what that means so you can have a successful 2024. And I hope to see you at our Courageous Leaders Live event on the 2nd of May. Again, where we've got amazing speakers and we're going to have more and more of these conversations to really help you be the leader you want to be. Take care, everybody. I hope you've had an amazing 2023 and I'll see you next year. A huge thank you to you for listening to the Courageous Leaders Club. I'd love to know if anything from today's conversation resonated with you and what your key takeaway is. Will you do anything differently? Have you learned something you'll take forward in your own leadership? Do take a moment to connect with us on LinkedIn where you can share your thoughts. You can connect personally with me at my email, joanna.hounds at thechangecreators.com. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do. This will really help us grow our podcast and reach and help as many people as possible. If you can think of someone who will benefit from listening to this podcast, please do share it with them. Finally, for those of you who are seeking to take action today, you can book a free strategy call with me and together we can produce an action plan to implement into your leadership and business. You can head to the link in the show notes to book now. Thank you so much again for listening and I'll meet again on the next episode of the Courageous Leaders Club.